0: obviously the objective from such uh, techniques is to make the information more interesting to the reader so they lure them into again taking that action of clicking the link uh, or or running that uh, opening that attachment because basically this is all what they need you to do in order to uh, be able to breach your device or infect the device or take you to a phishing website. My name is Brent Abusman Jr. and I'm chief reporter
1: at Arabian Business Magazine. The voice you just heard was Imad Hafar, the Middle East, Turkey and Africa head of pre-sales for cybersecurity firm Kaspersky. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be discussing an overlooked aspect of the global coronavirus pandemic. The fact that cyber criminals are taking advantage of the chaos to try to dupe worried and unsuspecting victims around the world, including in this region. To learn more, I'm here with Imad in the Arabian Business Podcast Studio. So, Imad, thank you for for coming in. I really appreciate it. I know this is interesting, interesting time to come into the studio, and uh, we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So I. I, I think a, a good place to begin would just, if you could tell our listeners a bit about what you're seeing in terms of, of cybercrime and, and what cybercriminals are doing to take advantage of the situation with the coronavirus pandemic.
0: Right. So, I mean, generally, in uh, whenever there is such an um, event, global event, or even uh, regional uh, occasions um, or holidays even, usually we see cybercriminals, they try to take advantage of these uh, events to uh, basically do... Um, or be able to approach their target victims Uh, majority of the work that they have to do related to um, social engineering so essentially they have to drop an email in most cases to uh, their targets and then um, they need to engage with them in a way to get them into you know clicking that link inside the email or uh, opening the attachment and so on so now what we've seen uh, in the past few uh, weeks um, an increase in the uh, number of uh, email campaigns that are abusing the coronavirus epidemic globally in order to deliver malicious content to the target victims. Now, those campaigns, they included, uh, obviously, Email links to phishing websites. Uh, they included uh, even malicious um, um, attachments, uh, trojans in in most cases. So they basically distribute those emails to their target victims. They try to um, um, present those emails as if they pre- they contain information that would be of interest to most people in, in in these times. Uh, for example, we've seen th- emails uh, talking about. Um, Uh, new ways to detect uh, um, uh, infection with with coronavirus, Um, new recommendation from World Health Organization. Um, We've seen emails even um, promising to provide uh, materials like uh, face masks and and even medicine. Um, In order, I mean, you have to click a link, go to that uh, phishing website, and then you provide information. In some cases, it was purely just to um steal information from uh, from the users rather than just you know infecting their machines uh, and so
1: and and you know when you say for example um that the email would be from say the World Health Organization so it, the the criminals were pretending the email was from someone at the World Health Organization I and mean, essentially trying to clone right World this Health
0: is Com- this is one of the the incidents which we, we've seen one of the campaigns uh, which we've seen and uh, um it was even Carrying some kind of interesting information because obviously it didn't carry that information. It said that it has this information. So it was saying that it includes some uh, details about uh, infected people and um, unrevealed information about uh, coronavirus. Um, the Obviously the objective from such uh, techniques is to make the information more interesting to the reader so they lure them into again taking that action of clicking the link uh, or, or running that uh, opening that attachment because basically this is all what they need you to do in order to uh, be able to reach your device or infect the device or take you to a phishing website which consequently can download some malicious content or steal information and so on and so.
1: And and in most of these cases, is the end goal for the the cyber criminal, is it it monetary in terms of, of, for example, getting access to credit card information?
0: So we've seen multiple cases. In few, it was monetary uh, uh, objective. They were trying to... uh, um, get the, the victims to think that uh, they're ordering some of the uh, materials that are on high demand, you know, sanitizers and, and uh, I don't know, maybe soap uh, soap, and um, 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 face mask. But obviously, it doesn't take them anywhere. It takes them to a website where you have to submit some details, personal information. They take this information, but you get nothing in return. Um, in other cases, it wasn't mandatory. It was more of... Um, Um, An attempt to infect devices with Trojans that would call back uh, their CNC servers. I see. And then constru- I mean in the future they can use these um, um, uh, object malicious objects on the devices to carry out multiple uh, malicious uh, uh, activities, including and, collecting information from the devices
1: and, and when you say you've detected these cases, I mean is, is this around the world and or have you also detected these cases in in you know for example in the Middle East and in Africa and the regions you oversee?
0: We've seen it um, globally uh the number still isn't as large as you we usually um see in other uh epidemics i mean um, um, uh, cyber attacks uh, for example uh, i think the number globally reaching around what we're seeing now reaching around 3000 uh, infected devices so it's not like a huge number but again this signifies the technique signifies how the cyber criminals would usually uh, abuse those events um into their favor to spread, um, malwares and try to target larger audience, obviously. Of course. And, um, is is this, is this epidemic, uh,
1: unique in any regard because of the, you know, of course, this is a very global event. And I think there's a a certain level of, of public, um, I don't want to say panic, but a public concern everywhere around the world. Does that make this different from other incidents that you've seen similar, uh, techniques being used by cyber criminal?
0: to be fair um the technique itself isn't new isn't unique uh as i said in the beginning usually we do see such uh, a spike in the number of phishing campaign and spam emails when we approach you know christmas holidays uh, and other vacations because again usually people are more online they are trying to um, um, shop and um, find the the, um, the items they're looking for so it would be a good chance for those uh, cyber criminals to spread or use these events to spread the uh, um, their spam emails and now with corona i'm sorry place. probably what is different in corona is that the surface attack surface or let's say the the uh, the uh, sample of uh, possible victims is much wider than usually the regional uh, or uh, seasonal uh, events because as you said this is uh, something of concern to everyone uh, in the world so more or less you can they can target more uh, victims and and given what you just said then do you
1: think we're we're still kind of at the the beginning of what you'll detect in terms of these attacks because of course now there's more and more cases more and more places around the globe are are going into lockdown for example it's becoming a much more public thing um and if, if this sur- if the threat surface is greater do you expect to see a lot more of these in the next two three months or however long this lasts
0: um most probably we will and especially when the uh, Corona uh, virus case develop uh, develops new um, um, uh, probably stories and and ways uh, they can use to target victims and an interesting you, you mentioned this because it 's not only about the um, uh, scam itself but also now we 're seeing everybody working uh, from home remotely that in its turn um, raises new risks to to businesses and users online, which they need to be to take in, in, in consideration. And uh, plan for ahead of time. Because definitely they will be abused at certain point in time.
1: That's interesting then. So, you know, for example, all these companies that are working from home that have sent their employees to work remotely. Does that put them at a greater risk now that they're not inside a, a closed system as, as they would have been in an office building, for example?
0: But see, usually um, when the employees inside the uh, organization network, usually we work behind multiple layers of systems that protect us from all kinds of threats. Um, so more or less, we don't see much of the um, attacks that target those endpoints. Now, when you're outside, when you move outside the organization network, obviously all these protection layers are not there anymore. So you depend solely on what you have on your machine and your, in a way, your machine immunity to to these risks. So there are a lot of consideration that need to be taken uh, in order to be sure that the machine is... Um, Immune from these uh, uh, um, um, attacks, and at the same time, I mean, the other uh, side of the uh, the story is now we're not only outside the 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 work environment; we're only trying to remote access the um, local resources of the company to keep business going, which in in its own brings its own risks as well. And and what do you advise uh,
1: companies in terms of what they need to make employees aware of? Because, like you said, a lot of this is social engineering and all the, you know the technical aspect of it is all dependent on human beings not making a mistake somewhere in the line, for example, opening that email that may be malicious. Sure. What What do you tell companies in terms of what they should
0: tell their own employees uh, going forward? Right. So this is one of the uh, topics that we've been talking about for a very long time, which is awareness. Um, it's very important, very essential to Educate uh, the employees about the risks surrounding them when they're inside the work environment, the corporate network, or when they're outside the, the corporate network. In such cases, as uh, the, the the things we see we're seeing today, uh, definitely employees would need to be briefed about the expected risks when they are working remotely. Especially considering that majority of these employees haven't worked outside or remotely maybe never, ever, right? Some of us are used to the idea. We usually work from outside the work, but majority of the employees, they don't. So it's very important. It's paramount actually to educate them and make them aware of the risks um, surrounding them when they're using the um, um, their uh, devices and connecting to the corporate networks, uh, corporate network resources, and basically how to deal with such risks, what they need to account for, how to react to it who they need to communicate with because this is very important as well like the 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 security team or IT team at least in the organization they still need to be aware of what's happening if you face if you face such um 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 a threat or probably got some suspicious email something that looks more like a targeted attack a, f- a spear phishing email rather than a general uh Um, spam email so probably they need to be aware of that as well I mean informing the the IT uh, team at the company.
1: And and just going back a bit about about the cyber criminals themselves I'm kind of curious I mean uh, do do, do you find that this is often the case of just people with opportunity and knowledge or is this are these organized kind of I suppose you could call them gangs or organized kind of organizations that are conducting these cyber crimes?
0: Cyber crime is definitely an organized kind of crime uh, nowadays especially when it comes to spamming Uh, this is usually big groups Um, um, in many cases it's like kind of a a service that they offer to other uh, groups and entities basically to spread uh, spam Um, of course you were talking about the malicious kind of spam that the spam that is um, um, relative i mean maybe it's spam to me not to you for example yeah right Uh, But when it's definitely a uh, malicious content in that, uh, in the the spam email, this is definitely an organized kind of crime. Uh, So it's usually large groups in most cases, um, and it's very well organized. They they run multiple iteration like collecting uh, information uh, about their victims and then targeting certain uh, victims. It can be uh, more of a mass kind of uh, spamming, or it oh. could be spear phishing email. In the case of spear phishing email, it's more critical because in that case they would use things that are intimate to the user, things that relate to the um, um, to the recipient of the email. So it mimics something coming from maybe, let's say, the HR of the company um, or a a certain campaign that's running in the organization because it targets that individual uh, or group of of, of people. Uh, But in the case of uh, mass spam, um, I'd say it's easier to uh, probably detect if you have the basic knowledge, if you have the awareness to identify uh, such spam emails, uh, the the structure they're, they're written in, their content, and so on. Interesting. And, you know,
1: looking to the future, I mean, I think one interesting thing that's come out of this is, you know, a lot of people are speculating that this might start kind of a, a work from home revolution, that now that companies have seen this is possible, a lot more companies will at least have a plan in place, if not send their employees home to begin with. Um, but so do you think any, any good can come of this in the long run, for example, in terms of you know, increased awareness of cybersecurity, increased awareness of these social engineering things, um, just as a result of, of what's happening in the world today?
0: I think so, because most organizations, they found themselves overnight in a place they didn't uh, expect. Um, we suddenly started to, or had to now, uh, work remotely. We had to send employees home. And obviously, we want to uh, maintain business continuity. Now, the way to maintain business continuity is to use technology and what it offers us. So while the concept of working remotely, even remote education, isn't new to us, Uh, I don't think many organizations have used that uh, concept to its maximum potential. Uh, I think within, I mean, after uh, coronavirus uh, epidemic, definitely the the way organizations look at remote work and remote workforce would definitely be different uh, because now we're realizing that uh, it is possible to have a workforce working remotely uh, business continuity can be maintained. You can be prepared for things that probably you won't have in your risk uh, planning. Um, and uh, of course, it has many of the economical advantages as well. Uh, but at least from uh, technology, security, IT security perspective, uh, definitely it puts organization in a better position to think about these uh, possibility and how to use them in their favor. In the future, uh, especially if something similar to uh, the, the case we're facing right now happens, uh, because nobody expected uh, such a case of coronavirus. So who knows? Maybe in no. a few months something else might happen, and we found ourselves in a similar position.
1: Interesting. Well, that's actually uh, all the questions I had. Um, my, my last question, though, if, if people wanted to learn more about you know what Kaspersky advises in terms of cybersecurity in, in general and with the coronavirus, is there anywhere where they can uh, perhaps read some of the information? We
0: have many uh, very useful articles on our website, Kaspersky.com, and our uh, sister website as well, um, uh, SecureList.com. Um, Our team is still available. I mean, we are in constant contact with our um, uh, client to provide them advice and to uh, uh, talk to them in these tough times. Uh, But basically, we are around and uh, a lot of the information, many of the um, also reports we've generated around uh, coronavirus and um, COVID-19 scam and uh, also advices and uh, tips for working remotely, how to protect yourself, so-and-so all available on our website as well 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 perfect well thank you so much for for coming in that's
1: really interesting hopefully our readers our listeners rather get some um something to think about as they as they move. Forward. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Me. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening. in. over here at the Arabian business team, we're covering every aspect of the coronavirus pandemic minute by minute, seven days a week. So head over to the website and subscribe to the Arabian business newsletter for updates. Also, if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in again for another episode next Tuesday. I'm Brent Boosman. Thank you for listening.